Well, this is, uh, this is a long time coming, this one. Uh, a real conversation with Cheese and the Tugboat. Uh, well, really, it's more of a tugboat tangent uh, talking. Tugboats talking tangents. Back with the GRP. It's, Hello. It's a, uh, it's a foggy Monday afternoon. That's probably not true at all. It's been a long, long time since we recorded one of these, I think, just in general, not just with the GRP, which has been a long time, probably like, what, two, three years, GRP? Yeah, quite possibly. It could be, if we had traveled time. Whoa. That's true. Well, now that I've got that heavy-handed segue out of the way, (laughs) today we're going to talk about time travel. Um, It's going to be a fairly academic and nerd out type of discussion um the impetus of said discussion was uh old tugboat watching project almanac and then last weekend accidentally watching the first and second of three or more butterfly effect movies they probably should have stopped after one but can't go back in time and fix that or can we so so I'll read the uh, very scientifically sound Wikipedia definition for time travel, just so everyone is understanding what we're going to be talking about here. So time travel is the concept of movement, and then often by a human, between different points in time in a manner of analogous to moving between different points in space typically using a hypothetical device known as a time machine. Does that make sense to you, GRP? Yes, I believe so. It's pretty pretty straightforward of everyone's understanding of time travel. So basically it's the physical movement of a body or a thing from one location in time to another location in time. Yeah. Yes. Well, for it to be, well, yeah, I guess so. I was thinking it'd be from the present location in time to another location in time, but I guess you could always be traveling back to the present. Or would you just be straight up traveling to the future? Because your present is your present. That's true. This this whole discussion is going to bake my noodle. I didn't, I know it already. Yeah, and we'll listen to it over and over again, I'm sure. Sorry for the rest of you out there. Mm, I'm not sorry. Our numbers have dwindled from 75 to 50-something, so people hate us one way or the other. (laughs) Now, let's see. Um, You know, time travel is a very popular uh, science fiction topic because, obviously, we're not doing that for realsies yet. Uh, Maybe some clandestine government organization is and they're flying around making moves but uh, for the time being it's just a a fun thing that we like to dream about Um, apparently one of the first times it was ever kind of fictionalized and and used for entertainment was in The Time Machine by H.G. Wells which I've read Um, I would recommend reading that one in a continuous manner not uh over a course of several months, because it does not make as much sense. But, yeah. Uh, I guess I'll just never read it. That's probably for the best. (laughs) So, uh, GRP, you uh, dabble in physics, probably as a hobby or something. I don't know what your association with it is currently, but what's your feeling on the plausibility of us moving through time um it's plausible i guess um i'm currently moving through time at the speed of regular time does that count as time travel well it does and i've long (laughs) long said that my house is a time machine People just thought I was weird, but now that there's two people saying it, it must be true. 
Um, well, I don't know. Uh, paradoxes aside, it uh, it does seem super unlikely. Um, just based on well, the the fictional rendition of time travel seems super unlikely. Like typing in a date and arriving either in the past or in the future at that time. Um, when it comes to wormholes and approaching the speed of light and that sort of time travel, quote-unquote time travel, uh, where time's warped, that is more plausible, I would say. Well, entirely plausible, but not super effective in the, in the way that people would like to use time travel. Sure. Which is basically just punching in a number into a DeLorean and going from A to B. Exactly. So, which is more which is more plausible for you, traveling to the future or traveling to the past? And then we'll kind of get into each one and some of the picadillos about them. I would say traveling to the future would be more plausible. Isn't it possible now to quote-unquote travel to the future with astronauts and spacemen? Uh, somewhat, yeah. So there's the, uh, the twin theory, where one twin stays on Earth and another twin goes on a trip in space, where they're traveling near the speed of light, and the twin in space ages slower than the twin on Earth, effectively having him travel to the future once he returns. So do you have kind of a, you know, a, a dumb layman's tugboat can understand physics explanation for that? Uh, so when you move, time slows, basically. And the faster you move, the more it slows. So if you're approaching something like the speed of light, which is... Uh, theoretically the fastest anything can move uh, or the fastest speed of it, um, achievable then you will slow it the most I guess and that's when you'll see the greatest effects. They've done tests like this with uh, atomic clocks. They leave one in one location and put one on an airplane that flies around the earth a couple of times and the time slowed on the airplane one like it was by microseconds but it was still measurable so you'd have to have a pretty precise clock to pull that off then yes yes they were quite precise my understanding um, so when you think about that but then traveling to the past seems more unlikely based off of uh, Stephen Hawking's argu argument that if people could travel to the past, how come there are no time-traveling tourists, i.e. people from the future who have achieved time travel and are then traveling to see our time? Well, I think there's several several kind of arguments about that, and I was going to get into that when we dig deeper into backward time, but um, so he says there's none, and then you have somebody like Carl Sagan saying that Yes, there very well could be some, but they're aware that anything they do could have, you know, the long-standing butterfly effect type of situation, and they're being incognito or posing as someone else, and they kind of have that set up beforehand. Um, right. And then the other kind of debunking of that theory or that concept is, you know, maybe we haven't found that region of space-time that has the right warp to it or the right curvature um, if you're using the, uh, what's some, something or other geometry method to travel time. And that sort of region or, or chunk of space-time hasn't happened yet. So in the future, in theory, it could happen. And most of these guys believe that you can't go back in time. So, yeah. I think his argument about the the time tourists was in terms of moving towards the future, but 
even if even if it was different like if it's something where you can only go forward in time then it makes sense that none of those future time travelers who just keep going further and further in the future would show up in our piece of space time or I don't want to say dimension because that just makes me even more confused but <laughs> dimension right so then what if you can't travel back in time and you choose to travel forward in time can you get back to your um let's, let's just use dimension um I feel like no I feel like if you go ahead you can't come back. Um, that being said, there are theories where the kind of piece of space time that you're traveling is a closed loop. And I don't know how or when the loop starts to come back around and you kind of reverse through time. But there's theories that you go ahead to a certain point and then it brings you back to the point of departure or dimension of departure. I don't understand how that would work. Me neither. <laughs> Without We're an, clearly qualified to be discussing that. Yeah, but it's fun as hell. Um, there's, uh, yeah, without a more advanced knowledge of theoretical physics, I can't really pin down that one, but a lot of the other ones are easy enough for even a dum-dum like the old tugboat to understand. Like... <laughs> You know, looking at this list that I wrote out in advance, because I'm awesome like that. Um, you know, we already talked about that time dilation with the twin theory and and stuff like that. So that's one way that you can move forward. The other one is, and I'm sure we've all all experienced it, where, you know, someone's like, hey, how's your week been? And you're like, oh, man, time's just going so fast. And then if you're like, you know, if you're working in an office job and, you just, your whole day-to-day -day is just moving this one set of files over to another server and you just, you know, copy and paste all day. And they're like, how's your week been going? Oh, it's so slow. That's, uh, people are like, oh, that's, you know, time perception's really a kind of way of moving through time. And then they expound on that by talking about hibernation and then they get into suspended animation, which... It's still something that I'm not even quite sure if that's... Well, that's that's also a, a relativity thing, right? Yeah. Where, at, like, if you're um, hanging out with someone you like, time seems to fly by, but if you're, you know, sticking your hand on a hot element, it could feel like ages, even if it's just for a second. Yeah, and, and really that's, and you can't see my air quotes, but that's time travel, and it's always linear, it's always in the same direction, so you're not getting that kind of causality issues um, when you're moving forward, it's only when you move backwards that you can really bunk stuff up, which of right. course is the far more interesting aspect, and that's where science fiction tends to focus. But for moving forwards, there's really, you know, the going really fast or your own just perception is, is really all I could find in my five-minute search. <laughs> that must be all there is then. I'm assuming that's 100% all there is. Um, there's other, there's other stuff. We're really, we're really breaking barriers here. Yeah, we're busting, busting the crust. Um, yeah. the other part is, starts to go into black holes and everything about black holes is just confusing to me. Um. Black holes or wormholes? No, black holes. Um, what does it say? Something about... If you're outside of an event horizon of a black hole or sufficiently near an object whose mass or density causes the gravitational time dilation near it to be larger than the time dilation factor of Earth, that can cause you to seemingly move through time. If you got all that. Right. So, black holes are confusing, and somehow changes in gravity could change the... I think that's part of your... 
your time dilation is, you know, gravity has an effect on it too. So if you're scooting around in space, just having a little cramble out in the stars, you might, uh, gravity might play into that too. Well, that's how, uh, <clears throat> uh, relativity works, right? It's, um, like the theory of relativity as you approach a speed of light, um, your mass approaches infinite, which allows, which means it takes an infinite amount of energy to move that mass at the speed of light, making it impossible to reach the speed of light, whereas a black hole is supposed to be a, a huge mass, meaning that if you're getting sucked into it, the gravitational pull from that huge mass is pulling you at an approach of the speed of light, which would cause time dilation, I believe. Yeah, I followed that weirdly. Yeah. Um, and that's your general theory of relativity is part of a special theory and covers gravity in exactly what you described? Oh, sure. Yes, <laughs> for the for the purpose of moving along. Just say yes. Yeah. <laughs> special relativity and general relativity are different, but yes. Okay. Um... Yeah, that's where I started to learn. When I was reading about that, that's where I started to learn about these closed time-like curves that allow time travel into the past. Um, it's a solution known as the Godel metric that we're all familiar with. But, There's no point in explaining it. <laughs> of course not. People have Wikipedia. They can look it up themselves. <laughs> um, so traveling... Backwards in time. I We've talked enough about forwards that I don't care about that anymore. The more interesting to me, naturally, is going back in time. So, you know, the one way that it's been theorized that it could happen, and no one's tried any experiments, of course, because we don't have that technology or the steady hands, is the traveling faster than light, or the FTL travel. That's... uh that's the one where uh, it seems like you're moving backwards in time. Right. So I don't know how that works because I'm not as familiar with the speed of light kind of business, but I will uh, ask you if you know what that means. Uh, I don't know how you would go backwards in time doing that. But, sure, let's just say you do. Something about uh, light cones and one or two events representing... Some, anyways, it's very complicated, and it's not for us to understand. Um, the other one that is more accessible to the common mind, such as my own, is the wormholes. So right. How do those work? So... you from one location in space-time to another location in space-time, and it's a connection between those two locations, because there'd be two openings, one on either end. So like um, the closet in Monsters University? No, Monsters, just Monsters? Monsters, Inc.? Yes. Inc. yes. Damn it. <laughs> just Monsters? Do you mean like the one about that? Lady who murdered her husband, that movie? With uh, Charlize? Yeah, the, the wormhole yeah. in that movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was from the savage future that uh, John Connor kind of shaped, and she came back to murder some people and seek vengeance on those who wronged her in the future. Yeah, she was a Terminator, right? <laughs> That's why she looked so weird. No, I don't think she was an actual Terminator. I think she was just someone that was easily spited. <laughs> Did we just rewrite the whole script of Monster into a much more confusing and nonsensical part of the Terminator movies? Yes. Yes, we did. A less more Oscar-nominated movie? <laughs> yeah, more of a, you know, straight-to-DVD-style movie. <laughs> Hollywood, here we come. Uh, yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, the importance, I guess, or the with the wormhole is it's not just you're moved to a different location. You may be moved to a different part and point in time. 
so, so you, uh, you so you. in theory, you know, to use an earthly example, which it's not only earthly, I suppose, but you could start off in uh, Lincoln, Nebraska, in 2007, and walk through a, a doorway or some kind of portal, wormhole, whatever they look like, assuming they have an appearance, and end up in South Africa, 1974, to witness the uh, daring bank robberies by the Stander Gang. In theory. Sure. Yeah. So then that would provide both levels of time travel, right? Yeah. If you walk through the Nebraska hole, you'd be going backwards in time, but if you walk through the South African hole, you'd be going forwards in time. Can worm are wormholes kind of bi-directional like that, or is it just one-way street? Well, I believe a wormhole is kind of like a black hole that connects into another black hole. Yeah, or a traversable kind of wormhole. Idea. Yeah, so there was, yeah, there are two entrances. Is that not the whole, and I don't, I've never watched it, but isn't that the whole uh, idea of that Stargate Atlantis show? Um, I think so. I used to watch that show a little bit. I believe that was just kind of a, like a transporter. Oh, okay. Not necessarily time. They, they can also make that show more appealable to an urban audience by calling it Stargate Atlanta. <laughs> Stargate Miami. <laughs> That'd be the spin-off. Yeah. <laughs> soundtrack on there. Yeah, well they'd have to pick another song probably, but Well, probably. <laughs> um Yeah, so that one but wouldn't it, you know, statistically wouldn't a wormhole just normally end up in the middle of friggin' space somewhere? Consi yeah, considering actually. Considering, you know, most of the universe or universes is made up of empty space. But that's what a wormhole is. They're thinking it's a, it's a transport between these universes. One universe is at a different point of time than the other. And that's how time travel is achieved between and right, it's an infinite number of universes. There's got to be one that's exactly like ours, but, you know, 10 years behind. Well, yeah, and that's, I forget who said that, what philosopher, but... Um, I just now. Well, okay, the GRP... That, 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 was, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> the GRP philosophy. No, that I'm thinking more along the lines of that there's, I think it was Deepak Chopra or somebody's idea that for every second of your life there's another universe going on at the same time where you know you exhaled for one second more or one second less or you know any any movement or decision or anything signal that happens in your body there's another universe where it goes the other way so if you move your hand up there's another one where your hand goes down or and one where your hand stays the same or one where your hand gets cut off or blown up or eaten. Right. Isn't that isn't that a little bit mind blowing? Just that, you know, there's, it's just infinite. I don't know. I have a hard time conceptualizing infinity, but it's because my brain's too weak and small. I don't know what a trillion is either. I'd like someone to just bring a trillion dollars on a little gurney and wheel that in and show me what it looks like so I can get a an idea because right now when people are like America is a trillion dollars in debt that, that means nothing to me I can't even imagine I have a, I have a hard time with billion yeah I can't I can't picture a billion of anything other than sand and frankly who gives a hoot yeah. but, but anyways wormholes so it's the same universe where you and I are sitting here recording this, but it's it's already happened 10 years ago, or it's going to happen in 10 years. Yeah. And the I odds, know. but wouldn't the odds of hitting that kind of exact geoverse dimension, whatever you want to call it, 
be astronomically against you? Or are the wormholes set up to only move between identical but slightly different in time dimensions? Well, yeah, coming across a wormhole, the chances of you of it taking you to the, the universe that you need to go to is astronomically small. But I guess with time travel theory, it would be you create your own wormhole to that point in time, and that's, that universe that you want to go to, and then that's your, that's your um, link. So your machine... Like the in the time machine, that big weird looking thing that he sits in, it would somehow generate a field or I don't know whatever let's call it magnets that makes a wormhole, and then he would choose to direct it to a certain location, right? In space time. Mm-hmm. And the space time part is important, right? Because yeah. if if right now I went back, you know, a, a day even, or a year, or half a year, I would have to move through space as well because the Earth has moved through space. Yeah, so you'd have to have a clear... So bringing pop culture into it, and for two examples of that, um, in Project Almanac, they always make sure that they are in a kind of... Not really secluded, but just an open area so that, you know, you don't do it in the street because a car could drive through that exact location and obliterate you. And in, right. and in the movie Primer, which we watched together, and it mutually blew our minds, they build a box and put the box in a storage unit so that it's not disturbed or run over by a 1997 Ford F-150. Right. That specific make and model. Mm-hmm. But... So yeah, so you're moving through. Ugh. There goes tugboat's brain. You're moving through time and space. The time part's pretty easy to conceptualize, but the space part at the same time as the time. Ugh. Right, because there's a location. It's a location in space time that right. you want to go to. Yeah. So you're. So I'm sitting at a desk, and for me to get to this exact, well, not exact point, but the same, I would, I guess I would only be changing the time component if I want to end up in this chair in 20 minutes. No, not necessarily, because the Earth rotates within 20 minutes, and yeah, that's so like, true. Pick your point and moves around the sun. So pick your point in the universe, your location, like physical location. And you have to, if you're back in that exact physical location, like tomorrow, you're going to be in the middle of space, right? So if I'm, say I'm moving a half an hour. So if I, if I move a half an hour into the past or future, I'm either going to be like a 30 minute walk from where I'm sitting right now, one way or the other. If you don't move in space? Yeah. Yeah. And I'd also be on the second floor of someone's house or in a wall or something well, like that. Yeah, half an hour you could be like a thousand feet above the Earth. I don't know how fast the Earth moves through space. Fairly fast, I'm yeah, pretty I, sure. I guess it's on a tilted axis as well. So you could be up yeah. in the sky or in the buried deep within the Earth. Yeah. Oof, that makes time travel way less appealing. <laughs> way more tricky. So maybe time travel that does exist. Maybe people are doing it, but they're just dying instantly. <laughs> I did it! Oh my god! We did it! Oh, oh no, the Earth's way over there. <laughs> yeah, I guess you could end up in all the way up in space too. Yeah. I would say to really do it properly, you'd have to do. Yeah, I guess that's where traveling faster than the speed of light can move you backwards, because you would have to do very short moves but do them very quickly like in less than a second and that's how you would get somewhere without you know ending up 50 feet below the earth's crust that we busted open earlier right oh, that hurts my well, brain. It, like it, it comes down to say if you were 
say you didn't go into space when you were traveling at the speed of light and you were just on Earth, say you physically could travel at the speed of light. You know what I mean? Like you, you could go around and do your daily routine at the speed of light, right? Okay. And like, so like you're the Flash or something or uh, whoever the X-Men is, Quicksilver or whatever his name is. He's an X-Men now? Wasn't that the Silver Surfer? No, not the Silver Surfer. Oh. I'm thinking of someone else. Anyways, so say <laughs> you could just move faster than... You could move super fast. Right. But it seemed like normal speed to you, but you were moving... To, to, to me, you were moving super fast. Yeah. So you could do... You could get ready for work. You could make your breakfast, do whatever, all that in a second but it would seem for me the perception would be that it was hours yeah exactly so you wake up at like six o'clock and you're ready by 601 but it's felt like hours to you or i've done all my eight hours worth of work for my job in like four minutes exactly so then you've aged to say two days in the time that it takes me to age one. Yeah, and there's a legend that has that exact theory where there's people from a different land who come and kind of interact with, with, I don't know if it's the Incans or the Mayans, but in their land, one day for, no, 100 years of Earth time is one day for them. So they seem to live very long compared to Earth people. And, right. of course, religious people are trying to use that to explain how the Bible says that certain characters live, like, 700 years. Which is, okay. in theory, possible. Also, I think you're thinking of the guy from the Avengers movie, the uh, that twin, the guy that saved, well, spoiler alert, the guy that saves what's-his-face's life. In okay, the, well, the, I haven't seen that movie, the Age of Ultron movie, so. How have you not, even I've seen it. Yeah, I know. Um, I'm like a going to the theater Scrooge now. Right. Uh, that's I think that's Quicksilver, but in the there's the yeah. X Men Days of Future Past. There's that other guy who I can't remember what his name is. And I haven't seen that movie, so this is not going to be a good connection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So basically, no, the moral thanks. of the story is that in the butterfly effect movies where the cooch is traveling back to his childhood and then back to the future or back to his present. Um, and he just gets new memories every time and gets like 40 years worth of memories in a 20 year old's brain. He wouldn't be able to do that. Although he's only his consciousness is traveling. So that's kind of a, a different spin on it. More science fiction, I guess, than, you know, theoretical physics, but um, he wouldn't if if he was just traveling back there as as himself, like in the movie Project Almanac. Those people would have to really plan out and do a lot of calculations. Like if they were going back twelve hours, they'd have to like get to a spot. They'd have to almost yeah the the whole ending up below the Earth's surface or in space space time part of it ruins those movies for me. Well, that's what. That's what the time machine would do, though. The time machine would, wouldn't would just move you through time. It would move you through space-time. But how would you... That's, be... why it's, that's why it's so difficult to make a time machine, how... right? Yeah, so, you know, Doc Browns chose a car, and <clears throat> if he gets too close to the ground, that car will just ride on the surface. And then his flying car will just fly. So that's why there's... The flying aspect of that car makes it perfect. I guess so. Unless it ends up in space, and then they'll be dead for sure. But other than that, yeah. So just but, like uh, just like the movie we, Wanted, time travel has been ruined by physics. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, but wait, so when it comes down, like Project Almanac, which I haven't seen, but read the Wikipedia bit page about, so I have an understanding. And 
Yeah. One like, is kind of a it, physical that, movement of his current being in Project Almanac, and in Butterfly Effect, it's almost like he's just going back and changing his memories. Well, not necessarily. I think Project Almanac is more of a uh, immutable timeline, which is um, what he does in the past was always done in the past and that's why the future is the way it is yeah but right the, like he, he didn't actually change anything he was just the cause of it whereas well, in the butterfly effect he came back to the same point in the future quote unquote every time and but everything had changed he had created a new future each time yeah ultimately in project almanac it follows the novikov self-consistency principle where basically the timeline is completely fixed. So like you said, all the actions and everything he did led him to the point he was at. But in the interim, when he's going back and doing stuff, and I don't want to spoil the movie for you at all, but when they're going back to kind of alternate timelines, um, there are changes to, to the future when he comes back. So if you think of it as the Doc Brown... Dot, like the drawing he does on the blackboard where they're talking about their current 1985 and then they have that alternate timeline one where um, Biff becomes like the king of town that kind of rotten 1985 he gets like he goes on a number of those and keeps tangenting off into like when he tries to fix stuff or change things to make his life better he ends up on all these other tangents but and uh but then he goes back to try and he keeps you know i don't want to ruin it for you but um so the kind of key point when he discovers the time travel and starts into it that is that follows that that principle but then beyond that there's a lot of causality issues and which they of course had to do for hollywood but that's probably the riskiest and most implausible part of time travel is if you had 75 people out of the 7 billion or whatever we are now going back and, and doing things, you know, the whole world could just, it would be to, it would be chaos. Right. And then using the butterfly movie example, he gets nosebleeds and gets hemorrhaging in his brain from all these extra memories being inserted into his brain. If you had people running around doing that, how would that affect our collective memories? Like if someone went back in time and killed Hitler, which is always the joke. If you went back in time and killed Hitler, who, by the way, was really into time travel himself, but you kill him... For everyone at this point in space-time, how does that affect us? Well, it depends on what what way you look at it, right? Maybe that is what happened. Maybe someone was living in a timeline where Nazi rule has been in place for 60 years, so they go back in time and kill Hitler in that bunker. Well, they and, get him out of the bunker now, and bring him to Columbia. And then there's another timeline where he never got out of prison. Or there's another timeline where he died from the mustard gas in WW1. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's the part that blows my mind is just the endless kind of possibilities of... And then you start to ask, like... And it goes back to the podcast that Cheese and I never... I don't even know if we did it, the one about truth. I think we did. But uh, what's really true... Like, how do you know anything is... And that's where you get some of your, like, nihilist belief systems. But anyways, right. that's that's a tugboat tangent on a tugboat tangent, so we'll <laughs> rein that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I, I enjoy the theory of self-consistency when it comes to time travel, that in your attempt to change something, you've made it the way... 
way that it was always going to be. Yeah. That, you know what I mean? It's a nice logical kind of ribbon tying on something, like put a nice little bow on the package. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what's your, uh, what's your preferred method? Would you rather go forward or backwards? Um, am I able to come back to my timeline afterwards? I would assume so. There's enough uh, stuff in that Wikipedia article saying that it would be possible. Yeah. And if you followed... Like I'm like a wormhole type of thing. Although, going back to wormholes, so say you go through it, and I'm, I'm visualizing, like, for simplicity's sake, almost like a hallway that you can go both directions in. So you, yeah. you go to the future, and is that wormhole going to still be there after a day, or is it disappears only for that moment in space-time. Well, I think... Which, in effect, makes wormholes one direction, would it not? Like the band? <laughs> yep. I guess so. <laughs> the uh, but, but to create a wormhole that takes you to the point where you want to go, you would have the ability to take it back to the point of where you want to go. Yeah, if you're using like, machine, say you have your your storage locker where you create these hallways. Yeah, and you walk through it, and then you create it back to that storage locker. So it's like you walked into the storage locker, closed the door, and then a second later you're leaving the storage locker. Yeah, and you lived 15 you, years in you, Nebraska in the meantime. Yeah. Yeah. See, you're you're still you're thinking about machine-based travel, and I'm thinking about like you know, a young lad in the hills in Ireland chancing upon a wormhole and going somewhere, or the, what's the one where they go back to King Arthur's Court? A kid in King Arthur's Court? <laughs> no, but that's a good, that's a good one also. I forgot that even that was movie, a thing. Is that the movie you're talking about? It's not. Um... Uh, I'm talking, no, not Charles Dickens, which is apparently I learned time travel thing. Uh damn it, where did it go? There's well, one... Charles Dickens wrote a book about time travel. Yeah, called The Christmas Carol. No, well, yeah, that had elements of time travel in it. Oh, where did it go? It was uh, something in King Arthur's Court. Oh, don't make me search the page. <laughs> Clock that went backwards. Here we go. Uh, Mark Twain's A Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court from 1889 is what I was referring to. Not a kid in King Arthur's Court. I'm pretty sure those are the same thing. Great movie, though. Great movie. That was the chair. That wasn't what you think it was. Okay. Um, Uh, So, yeah, yeah, say you can come back because you have the machine. Right. But to get back to your question, I would... There's different reasons to go into different spots in time, right? Yeah. If uh, going to the future, I think, would be more to observe, right? Yeah, I think... You, that's you, a, you would kind of see where you are or how things turn out, or you wanted to avoid doing something, so you skip it. So you're... Yeah, that's a really good point, too, that... When you're going to the future, you're going more to learn and observe, and then when you're going to the past, you're probably going to change stuff, unless you're going back beyond your own lifetime. But that could still be to change stuff. Yeah. Instead of killing Hitler, well, yeah, like say it was to kill Hitler. Yeah, or maybe you just want to go and see what the Wild West was really like, like uh, yeah. like Doc Brown does. vision of the future and then self-fulfilling prophecy type of thing 
What yeah. if, what if you, what, here's a trip. What if you just go to the future and just make like sweeping changes to stuff, like go and assassinate whoever's the president and then just slip back to the past and be like, ha ha. Does that, <laughs> how does that affect that? I guess it doesn't matter because. Uh, that probably falls along the lines of a grassy knoll situation. Yeah. <laughs> where I just, they just, they arrest someone who's completely innocent, but just a bit of a weirdo. So it, Oh, I'm, I, yeah, I think he was just too stupid. Oh, it was, what was I watching? It was and, then he, and, then he, and then he died two days later, yeah, they, so everyone was kind of like, ah, sure, it was him. Yeah, if you, uh, there's an X-Files episode where they're talking about kind of the smoking man's past, and it has a really neat little part of that where Dum uh, Dum up in the book depository is like, here, Hold, hold this, hold this gun for me, and go stand by that window. So, why do you need me to do that, Mister? Uh, just go do it. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. And then shows him murder him later on. Yeah, X Files. I should probably continue on that track. I got three more seasons to watch before the new ones come out in January. Mm. It's a busy December, yeah. Yeah. Well, all of a sudden, it's gonna be pretty busy. But now that I just realized that. But I don't know. For me, for the tugboat, I'm old enough that I wouldn't call them like serious regrets, but I'd go back and make some changes probably. And that's uh, Cheese and I talked about that in another episode about being your best self. And, you know, a fun game to play is think about all the things that you could have done and then in the future avoid those same mistakes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I kind of like. I'd rather go in the past, even if it's just to observe or relive things, or just go and see other things that happened that were pretty neat, like uh, Ben Johnson breaking the record and then getting disgraced, or OJ murdering his wife allegedly. Um, How like, would you go back to see those things? Why not? If I've got free reign on time, you can go look at everything. Uh, I guess so. You'd be like instead of going to Wikipedia, you would just you, go back in time and watch it yourself. So, something just dawned on me. If you're doing that, does that make you almost immortal? Well, it depends. Do you age while you do it? Well, I would assume that you would have to because you're moving through space-time. So, I guess your life span stays the same, but in essence, you could live across thousands of years. Because that would be different. Like what? Uh, I would think you would age normally, and then on your own timeline, it seems like you're aging quicker. You know what I mean? Whereas you live, uh, like either way, you have a set amount of time. Like say you live for eighty years. Yeah. If you those eighty years might not be in your timeline, you might go back and spend a year in the Wild West, but then you lose a year in your timeline. Yeah, because you, know I mean? you physically are going through space-time, whereas if you're doing a singularity type of just moving your consciousness around, then you could, in theory, live forever. But because of your physical space-time travel, yeah, I'm with you. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I, wanna... I like the idea from uh, the movie Big Fish where... You can't. And it kind of scares. It kind of scares two of those kids. And it's not necessarily that you can change it, but you say, "I went into the future to the day I died, and looked at a newspaper, saw what day it was, saw that I got hit by a bus." Say, I was. Uh, so then I would know that I would survive anything I did up until that day. There'd be nothing I could do to change it. It would all still lead me to that street where I got hit by a bus. Yeah, and but if been... I came back to my timeline, I would know, you know what, I can go skydiving or I can run into that building and save that person, that burning building and save that person's life because I know I'm not going to die until I get hit by that bus. But isn't time and space-time kind of like a fluid liquid ever changing or you're just sticking well, not with if, your not if it's not itself can not for you fall the self consistency 
Yeah, so you're really banking on that being the way the way it's spelled out. Yeah. Because I feel like if you're like, well, I'm going to light myself on fire because I'm not going to die until 2061 when I get run over by a space bus. And yeah. uh, and then you just, like, burn to death right then. You're like, ah, oh, damn it. I guess that <laughs> Novikov self-consistency principle was wrong. But then what happens, like, if it's not self-consistent, then you have to assume multiple timelines, right? Yeah, that's where you get because into if I'm living in a timeline, say, say today, I don't like the way things are because of a decision I made a year ago. So I go back a year change that timeline so that back at today's date, things are different. My original timeline has ended. I ended it. And now I'm following a different timeline. Yeah. Or do you just not go back and you go back and make a change and then you live that current timeline, like that alternate 1985, and you can't go back to the original one because you've destroyed it? Well, exactly, yeah. You wouldn't go back to it. So then you're like a if you can go back once or if you're allowed three go-backs in your life or something, then you're like a monkey swinging from a tree and you get three new branches. Yeah, well, because that's why you would go back in time, right, is to change your timeline. Now, would that make you immortal? Um, No, because I don't think making a change in the past will could extend your life, say. Well, what if you have an endless number of times that you could use your time machine to go back to a certain point in space-time? And what would happen if you... And and your your current timeline's ending, so it's basically that... The only way that would work is if your conscience went back into your body a year ago and you made that one change... Then there's the question of, do you take your memories with you, or do you just go back and hope that you make the different decision? Well, how does that work? Because if, say, I went back a day ago, like physically went back a day, then there's, like, okay, so let's just say where you start the time travel is called home. Okay. Like, that's the that's the time is home time right so say I leave I leave home and I go back a day to to stop yourself from eating a bad tuna sandwich exactly yeah so I say I do that and I do it by uh, going to the place where I got the tuna sandwich taking all the tuna sneaking in taking all the tuna out and throwing it out so that I can't even order a tuna sandwich my my so it would be like a Marty McFly going back and making sure that his parents bang so that he's born type of... Yeah, exactly. So, but then... So there would be two that, GRPs. That, no, that, that's, that's different because there's only one Marty McFly that he went before he was born. For me, I'm going to do that before my past self. I'm, my home self is going to get rid of all the tuna so that my when my past self goes into the sandwich shop, there's no tuna to order. So I, my past self has to make a different decision. Then I would want to come back to home time, and the timeline would be changed that um, I'm not throwing up from food poisoning because I never ate that tuna sandwich. But it's going to be two of me, right? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is when you go home, there's going to be the not sick GRP and the time traveling GRP in the same point in space time. Which no, is, no, no. When I go back, there will be both. Yeah. But when I come home, the sick GRP is in a different timeline that no longer exists. Right. And the home GRP is just me coming back. So while you're and gone, I, I you're... I come back to a different timeline, which is at home time. Wait. I'm drawing it as you talk. So you start at home, <laughs> which is on the right side of the page. And you yeah. go back one day, so there you're actually physically going back to stop yourself from eating the bad tuna. Yes, I'm not stopping myself. I'm not meeting myself. No, no, you're just making it. Other... You're making it not happen. Yes. 
So then when you're done that, you go back to where you started, where you're sick, and the other GRP is but on... That's different now. How, how so? Because I never got sick. I changed it. Okay, so... So I'll be going back to home time. I'll be going back to, like, one thirty. Or whatever time it's it is. It's not the time it is right now. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but doesn't the like not y- the you that didn't get sick is on that timeline also though? Well, no, because I left it. I left that timeline to go back. But you left the one where you were sick. Exactly, and I'm the sick person that left. Yeah, so you're going back to the so same point no you left at, from. There's no GRP at home then because I went back in time. I physically left home. Right, okay, I got it now. So that, yeah. If I came back if I came back home before I left home, there would be two of me. Yeah. But you, yeah, so this original line disappears... And you're on, then you're in two timelines, one where you're healthy and one where you've traveled and you're sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Weird. So it'd be like I'd go back in time, and when I came back, I was instantly better. Would you be? I in- still lived up to that point being sick, up to home time, the time I left home. But then after that, I would be better. I'll have to put this drawing on the website at some point, but yeah, I, I'm I'm drawing it out. That makes no sense. But say okay, say I didn't say something. I didn't change something that affected me. I changed something else, and that gets into this whole these other theories that we were discussing, like the Mandela theory and the, the Bernstein Bears theory, or whatever it's called, conspiracy. Yeah. No, I will save that for another one once I have the actual evidence I need to prove our case. But um, okay, but okay, say. So I'm say, drawing. I'm drawing a lot. So I've got a point, and I've called that point H, and then I have a line segment going back in time, which is of course to the left because that's how I read, of one day back to a point called like D, which is decision. So you have that linear segment of time that you've now. Uh-huh traverse backwards so yeah i would have gone before d right before decision yeah yeah so that i can change it yeah yeah so then at d now another line goes off at a different angle there's two of me right right at that point yeah yeah so another line goes off that goes off to has led down a different timeline because i made a different yeah, and it, I'm, I've got that line going to point T, which stands for tangent. So you're leaving from D to go back to H, but you're saying that because D to T line segment exists, D to H no longer exists. Right, well, it ends... At D. It ends at H. Or it is... Oh, yeah, you're right. It would end at D. It would disappear. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So you're going back to H, and then you're starting life, basically, from H onwards is your new line segment, but you're also living from D to T and beyond T. Right, so that would create a second me. Yeah, so there's, there'd be two GRPs, one living on there'd the... Be the... There'd be the, the one who went from H to D and then back to H, and there'd be one that went... From D to T. From, from D to T to H. Well, that's assuming that he goes from T to H, or does that just go on a separate universe? Well, I, you would want him to come back to H, right? In theory, yeah, so you could take over his life. So that's the issue that they run into in Primer, where they're murdering the extra GRP every day. Right which is probably unsavory, but 
feel like you'd get used to it after a while, killing yourself. You'd have right. to go from T to H. I would almost, I would, no, I would have to murder myself because I want myself to follow the timeline. T onwards. Yeah, I would want to follow the decision-changing timeline. So I guess he, maybe in Primer he is killing his... There's a really good diagram I found online to explain that movie, by the way, that we so long ago had trouble with. But um, an Admiral Bonesaw saw it as well with me, and he his mind didn't work very well for a couple of days. But um, yeah, you almost have to. And I don't know how do you go from T to H. That I don't understand that aspect of the alternate timeline. That would be just the returning. But why would you return to that point in space time if you're on a different different track now? Yet again, we've broken time travel. I'm not sure what you're saying. Well, we'll only, to... only the non-time traveler follows the T to H timeline. But wouldn't he go from D to T? And then he goes, how does he go from T to H? Well, that's the thing. He might not end up at H again. Yeah, so... On the butterfly effect, H might be different. H might... H might be a different location, but the same time. And the same H time. An original GRP goes from D, skips over the dead space that used to be DH, and then goes from H onwards. I'll put the drawing well, in. He, he gets to H a different way, right? Because he made a different decision? But would he go through that exact point in space-time since he made that different decision? So say at H you're homesick in bed, puking your guts out all over the headboard, and when you go from D to T, you're not in bed, so your space would be different. Your time would probably be the same, because time's linear, but your space would be different, so therefore your space-time would be different. Well, like, okay, so at the decision point, there's the two options, right? I get a tuna sandwich or I don't get a tuna sandwich. I eat something else that doesn't make me sick. Ham. So at H, H just being a time, not a, not necessarily a place. Yes. I'm in I'm in two different places. Yes. The tuna sandwich decision leads me to homesick in bed, and my other decision Ham. leads me to something else at that time. Maybe home just not sick in bed, home and watching TV. Maybe walking the dog or eating yeah. a burrito. Right. Or both. It'd be a one-handed burrito eating. <laughs> yeah. So, but then at that point what happens, so when my original self leaves age, goes back to before D, yes. and I The disappearing tombstone. What's that? The disappearing tombstone from Back to the Future 3. That that makes it make sense. Yeah, because I would have never chosen to go back in time if I had never gotten sick. So H would never exist. Yes, and neither would the, the GRP that left H to go back to D, and suddenly I'm just leaving D, heading to my non-sick future. You point at T. So you'd be like... Yoda and Obi-Wan and then later digitally added Anakin appearing at the end but the reverse so you'd be there and then just fade out yeah yeah you, of fade in yeah you'll re, yeah you'll vis, you'll visualize it later speaking of fade in we're uh we're over our hour so we should probably close off there but um going back to your your self-consistency principle at some point in the future I would like to have a discussion get into that a little bit more in terms of people's concept of fate and destiny that's a subject that has always interested the tugboat 
Right. And that's what that's what that principle would be based on. Yes. I Let's see, and we'll see okay. if we can roll cheese into that one too, because I feel like he would have some good perspective to add with his uh, education and knowledge base. I'm sure there's lots of discussion on fate in, in that field of his. Yeah. Whatever that might be. Whatever so, that might be. Undecided. Yeah. Uh, TBD. Um, so with that, we'll call it a conversation. So thanks to the GRP for putting in the time, and uh, thanks to the tugboat for all that he does. And uh, <laughs> I guess we'll see you next time. So bye from the tugboat and... Bye from the GRP. I have to go draw some sort of timeline picture and make sure I know what I'm talking about. I'm gonna I'm gonna draw one and post it online um, in the musings probably of the tugboat.ca just to be weird about it. Mm. Musings. Okay, conversations with cheese and the tugboat.